0: Hi there friend, welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace podcast. I am so thankful that you are here. It is just an honor to be able to sit down with you and like, grow over a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and can have a conversation about growing in grace and lightening the load that is on your shoulders, that religion has or religiosity has placed there. I hope this conversation does that for you. I think it's going to be one that will make you ponder and consider some things because it's one that has done that for me in my life. So uh, about a year ago, I think, I felt kind of a transition in the podcast and myself um, for like the focus, and I was wondering when I could incorporate it. And that is self-love. It's like thinking of it as like a next step, healing relationship with God and then healing relationship with self. And while I think I experienced that in part, what actually had been happening in my life was simultaneous healing of my relationship with God and relationship of myself. Now I believe the two are inseparable, but it had taken me a couple years into my healing journey to get to the place where I felt like I could acknowledge my relationship with myself in a different way and want to help other people heal their own relationship with themselves. So I'll give an example. Something like guilt or shame weighs us down super heavy. And if we're thinking of that in context with our relationship with God, when we recognize that God isn't condemning us and he isn't standing over us like a um, drill sergeant or a parent who's angry or bitter, um, he's, yes, going to correct us but isn't going to guilt trip us into doing anything. He's not going to shame us into doing anything. And then we can let the guilt and the shame go at the same time, or maybe, maybe further down the road. But what happens in our hearts then is we can let go of and release guilt and shame that have been internal patterns of talking to ourselves, like that self-deprecation that we've adopted when we feel like it's somehow holy to beat ourselves up. But it's not. And as we recognize that God doesn't treat us like that, we can release our um, patterns of treating ourselves like that. I hope that makes sense. Somebody else put it this way. Um, If you're a parent, uh, maybe you can relate to the idea that we would not speak to, or even if you're not a parent, we would not speak to others sometimes in the way that we're speaking to ourselves. And We can expect that God is just as gracious. If he is better than us, and I believe he is, if he is wiser than us, and I believe he is, if he is more merciful than we are, if he is more just and holy than we are, I believe he is. And he speaks to us with grace and compassion and long-suffering patience for us. We don't have to self-deprecate. We don't have to beat ourselves up and feel so unworthy or less than. So your relationship with yourself and your relationship with God are just completely inseparable. I'll say it in a different way. Having a healthy view of yourself and having a healthy view of God, they go hand in hand. Like When, when one is fixed, when your relationship and your view of God is balanced, you can begin to see yourself more so as God sees you. We don't have to resist how God is loving us or speaking over us. Because we sometimes spend a lot of time um, downplaying what God says about us. In a way, we are resisting receiving the love that God is trying to offer us by talking so much about our unworthiness and how lowly we are and um that we are just there's no way that we're good enough to earn that and while those are simultaneously true we also have to get to the place where we recognize that even though I am not worthy to earn this. God says that I am worth loving without doing anything to prove it. What God says about us is so radical compared to what the world says about us, um, what our chosen identity identifiers could say about us, um, what God says about us says that we are so valuable and our identity as being his is so radically different that sometimes it's hard to accept and it can take us a journey to getting to the place where we accept every part of ourselves not in a dismissive way we're not dismissing parts of us that might need improvement (laughs) because we all have faults. We have, um, tendencies that are less than desirable. And they're the tendencies that maybe the only, the people that are closest to to us see, they're the things that we wouldn't even want to, um, post on Instagram or, um, tell, anybody that we didn't really trust and maybe there's something (laughs) that we wouldn't necessarily tell anybody that just get exposed the more that we're around the people that we're closest to like it's not dismissing our faults it's being willing to love ourselves even with those faults because you don't look at your loved one and say man I sure wish you would change and then I could love you a little bit better um Of course, the people around us, we can see their faults. And maybe sometimes we wish this part of them was um, different or they didn't have this one particular habit or whatever. But that doesn't diminish how we love them. We accept them. We say, I see you. I see that you leave your dirty socks on the floor or I see that you always forget to put your plate in the sink or whatever it is. And I just still choose to love you. I'm not making a qualification out of this thing. I love you for exactly who you are. And with practice and healing, we can do the same thing for ourselves. So when I say that if you have a healthy view of God, you will then have a healthy view of yourself, I'm not saying it in the... The lower and the less I think of myself, the more that God will be elevated to his rightful position in a self deprecating way. It's just now. Um, the word that comes to my mind is safe. When you bring, or when you know how safe it is to bring all of you when you talk with God, the more real you are and the more known you are and the more you can know god when you embrace and accept everything about you the good the bad the ugly the beautiful you don't shame or fear yourself anymore you don't have to be afraid of loving yourself or afraid that well that just means i'm being selfish when you embrace every single part of you um you can let go of the fear and the shame Because love really is supreme over those things. You don't anymore have to worry about how God perceives you or even how other people perceive you. And you don't. It is not more spiritual somehow to hate yourself. I want to say that again. It is not holy to hate or despise or put yourself down. You've likely experienced messaging, either subliminally or intent, like intentionally or unintentional messaging, that has made you feel like you are hard to love. And then confirmation bias kicks in anytime that you um, make a mistake and your subconscious is like, yep, see. Proving it. And we confirm that to ourselves over and over and over again by what we focus on. And when we focus on that, um, it grows. Whatever you focus on gets bigger in our mind's eye. So when we have been taught those messages, we have to work against them. Let them be triggers to you to speak the opposite back and go, no, 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 I am worthy. I am accepted. I am learning to love myself. If you want to do a crazy practice, try something, um, look yourself in the eye, in the mirror, and speak affirmations over yourself. Speak God's truth over you. What does God say about you? Say, I am a child of God. I am loved by God. The creator of the universe. The person, the being, the source, God that created me loves me. God is here with me right now. Speak that truth over yourself. Another thing you could do, I just listened to uh, Micah Boyette's um, The Slow Way. I love her podcast. I don't know if I've mentioned it here before. But it is such a beautiful, contemplative, slow podcast. Podcast. It's simply beautiful. But w- one of the practices that she recently suggested over there was writing down outside of like what you do, outside of your accomplishments, write down who you are. And at first, honestly, this is what happened in my head. I was like, oh, that sounds nice. Get a little bit of a, a boost, like focusing on who I am and the like the better qualities of myself but what was next she just kind of gave another clarifying statement and reminded us that we're listening to her podcast it's the good and the bad it's who we are at our very core Um, all of those tendencies and it was a little humbling but then You remember, oh wait, that does make up who I am. I don't have to shy away from that. I don't have to be afraid of it at all. And then you can begin to accept and love every piece of yourself when we're not hiding parts of ourselves in the closet or like not wanting to include them on a list of who we are. Change can't happen when we leave something in the dark corner. Shame is eradicated by being brought when something is being brought into the light and light is shown on it. So we can't expect to shame or guilt ourselves into changing or growing or improving. What we need is to learn to accept ourselves. It's not that you're perfect is that you learn to be comfortable with and accept your imperfection. I'd love for you to, I'll I'll link this in the show notes. Uh, I would love for you to go listen to the song Mistakes by Influence Music. And one of the lines that stands out in my memory is, you don't make mistakes singing to God and you didn't start with me. God didn't mess up. When he made you exactly how he made you, how your mind works, um, your preferences, your um, tendencies, and your likes and dislikes, he didn't make a mistake in making you exactly who you are. And if God can love you, who is holy, who is just, um, and knows everything about you, can love you you can absolutely learn how to love yourself too. A couple of verses that come to mind first John 4:19 we love because he first loved us all of that love um, that we can give first comes from receiving the love that he is offering us unconditionally, unreservedly without reservation or condition he's loving you and as we learn to let that love in and take a chance because love is risky if we feel like especially if we feel like God has let us down before it's really hard to learn to rest and receive what he is offering but as we learn to receive his love. He first loved us. Then we can learn how to love other people and ourselves. Another verse that comes to mind always, Psalm 139. Um, Verse 14 reminds us that we have been fearfully and wonderfully made. I love how the NLT puts this... Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. And just for fun, um, the message, uh, verses 13 through 16. Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, you're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration, what a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to book, all the, conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you, the days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one. I worship in adoration. What a creation. We can marvel that God made us the way that we are. Intricate and detailed and unique. Each one of us. We can stand in awe of that. And that is absolutely okay. There's nothing wrong with admiring what God has made. As you continue learning about God's love for you, you will love God and you will learn to love Him yourself. I know this is somewhat controversial as many of us have been taught that loving ourselves is wrong. So I would love to hear from you. Like what nuggets did you uh, pull out of this episode? Or maybe what are you resistant to? What do you feel like? Mm, I'm really mm, I'm not really sure about that. Or I don't know about how you phrase that or worded that allow yourself to feel those and press in and learn something from them Um, because those feelings are there for a reason, pointing you to some place where maybe you can research, maybe you end up disagreeing with me or agreeing with me, but they can be a a good indication of a place that we can dig deeper and grow and learn because God is so patient and faithful to bring us Things in our lives that challenge us and encourage us and help us grow. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you were encouraged by today's episode. This is a concept that I'm absolutely loving um, growing in myself. And if I know I gave a couple different spiritual practices, I'd love to throw out an affirmation for you and then a book recommendation if you want to go deeper on this specific um, topic. So you can use this affirmation as a breath prayer or as something that you do in the mirror. um, And let me know how that goes. Um, But you can say, God loves me. I love myself. And then the book that I just read in January is called The Gift of Being Yourself by David Benner. Um, It is one I listened to on Audible and I am 100% going to go back and listen to um, probably the whole thing and take some more notes because it was that um, thought-provoking in embracing our relationship with God and our relationship with ourselves. Thanks again for hanging out. I will see you here again soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.